Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Hello, I am your host, Miss Jennifer Lee Vaughn, and this is episode 94. I am in, although if you're just listening, you would not know this, except it might sound different. I'm not sure how this is going to sound until... I hear it back myself, Um, but I am in my new studio. So I have an extra bedroom because my daughter moved out. Actually, this was Owen's bedroom and um, he's in another bedroom down the hall, but this has been an empty bedroom for, I don't even know, like a year now. And so my daughter was like, you know what? You need to make that into your podcasting studio. And I was like, she's so right. Like, why am I in a closet (laughs) full of clothes and it's really crowded in there and it just kind of feels gross. I mean, this is much nicer. I'm trying to make this have like some ambiance. Of course, you're not going to see this unless you check it out on my YouTube channel. Of course, that's at Paz Lee. No, it's at Lee. Isn't it L-I- just L-E-I-G-H? Oh my God, I don't even know my YouTube channel anymore. I've changed the name of it so many times. Uh, I think it's just at Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Um, I use my middle name for the most part um, in all my social media now, but um, I still have it. I don't know. I just say it on my podcast because it doesn't feel right to say, hi, this is Lee Vaughn because I've never, ever talked that way or introduced myself that way. So it just doesn't feel natural. Um, so yeah, this is it. I, um, I ordered one of those lights that it's like the wording and it's neon and it says, don't stop me now. And I've, I've messed it up two times with the ordering with the company. I apparently I'm not paying enough for the amount of lines that I've asked for. So it's not here yet. I, I don't, I don't know. I might give up on it cause it's coming from China and it feels like I can't seem to get it right. Whatever they're asking for, I'm not doing it right. And it's keeps getting rejected. So, and as it keeps getting rejected, the next thing that they tell me I need to do costs more. And so it's just, the price is getting kind of like too high at this point, but I did buy, um, <laughs> a little Freddie Mercury. I don't know what they call these. It's a, um, and I, I've had this one. This is, um, Amy Winehouse. This was Ryan's and I liked it and she didn't care about it anymore. Um, pop rocks, these, you know, these dolls. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need a Freddie Mercury for, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my adorable Freddie Mercury for my, for my backdrop, because of course this is called the Don't Stop Me Now podcast that's taken from their song, Don't Stop Me, Don't Stop Me Now. And, um, but like, he's not really showing up very well. It's like, it'd be better if he was just on my shoulder. He's pretty tiny. I thought he would show up better on this shelving, uh, piece of furniture behind me, but he's kind of small. But anyways, he's going to stay there for now. And I'm glad that he's now part of the show. Um, I just realized that this will, like the lighting will change if I do this at night. Like right now it's mm, five o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Um, We're heading into daylight savings. So, you know, if I do this at night, I don't know how it's going to look in here, but I've got a few lights on. I've got my salt light and and, and then I've got a little light over here. My um, big ring light is broken, so <clears throat> can't use that at the moment. Um, so let's see what's going on. So many things. Honestly, I have so many things to share. Um, okay, on the last two YouTube videos, I totally screwed up. I probably shouldn't even point this out, but I left. I didn't realize this. I had left the pictures from the last two podcasts on the video editing software. So where it it was just like 
I just didn't see it. It was like higher than, you know, it's like layers when you do video editing and there's like audio. And if you have text or if you have photos that you're adding in or other videos or whatever, they just kind of get, they, they layer on top of each other. So it had layered higher the pictures and I didn't know they were still there. So my last couple YouTube videos had nothing to do with, um, the pictures of the guy that I went with to that, you know, where I did the acid, um, had nothing to do with that anymore. Or, uh, Daniel, the model guy that I saw in Chicago, but those pictures, they pop up on the last two videos. It's funny. Nobody had mentioned it. Um, and, and I just think maybe people don't watch it all the way through. They must not. Cause nobody said a thing about it. I was watching and I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Those pictures popped up and I wasn't talking about that at all. So anyways, I got to be more careful about my, um, editing. Um, I have some comments that I want to read. Um, the first one was from a sex worker and I just thought this was really enlightening. And I thought this is for all of you like hetero men that freak out about HIV who, um, visit sex workers and you, you guys are the worst of the worst with the ones who contact me with your fears and you're all freaking out and you never ever have it ever like ever in seven years of me doing this I've never had a hetero guy come back and say I ended up positive and most of you guys are seeing sex workers like good for you go see them who cares like be nice to them pay them well and don't worry about blowjobs get all the blowjobs you want nothing's gonna happen like nothing is gonna happen it does it's not in anyone's mouth and that's not how it's transmitted anyway. So enjoy those. Enjoy your hand jobs. Um, if you're having sex, use a condom. But even if the condom breaks, or if you don't use a condom, I mean, come on, people. The odds of a guy getting this from a girl are so low. It's not worth the uh, mental anguish you're all putting yourselves through. But anyways, this was from a sex worker. Um, she. This is a public comment on YouTube under my top 10 reasons you think you have HIV video. Um, and her name is Tommy 9432. She says, I'm a sex worker. I never let men near me without a condom. Men ask me all the time. Can I go raw? I'll pay more. I have papers. I'm clean. And she just puts like four of the rolling eye emojis. The answer is, and she puts in all caps, no, no, no. It's usually safer to have sex with a sex worker than a regular Mary you met at the bar. Guys are so stupid thinking that some papers are going to convince me you could have had raw sex that morning and got exposed. I mean, she's so right. Um, no, but usually those guys can't afford my rate. Anyway, they're funny trying to see me for 80 bucks. Ha ha ha, get real. So, I mean, she's right in that more than likely um, sex workers um, do get tested more than most girls or most people. Like that's their profession. Of course, they're going to protect themselves and they wanna make sure that they don't have anything since they're like, would be at high risk, obviously, if condoms broke or whatever. So, um, but again, like her, you know, her saying that I, with regards to like, maybe they had sex with somebody that morning and contracted something that ain't going to be HIV. If you're a hetero guy, it's, it would be another STI and that's obviously what they're avoiding. So anyways, I thought that was, um, enlightening and worth mentioning. Um, Yes, I wanted again thank Ryan um, for this idea to be in here. I feel weird. I don't feel like I mean I got my little my fake plants and my light and really I meant for this to look a little bit different. I wanted you to be able to see my computer, kind of like the way Theo Vaughn does it. But um, oh yeah, we have the same last name. Um, but he's a VON. Anyways, but I couldn't. I don't know. I don't like the front angle. I just, I feel better with the side angle. So that's why it is like it is. Um, I had a thought about my 
diagnosis the other day, which I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, I feel like I had HIV a long time ago. I feel like when I was sick, that's when I had HIV and I don't feel like I have it anymore. So it's for me, it's really weird to say that I have HIV because I don't feel anything. I feel completely normal. Um, I'm working out at the gym every day. I mean, I'm 53. If anything's slowing me down, it's my age, but I don't even feel slowed down by that. So um, it is a weird thing to say that I to have to say that I have it because I mean, I test negative, I'm undetectable. It's not affecting me in any way. So, um, it, it does feel like it's something that I had seven years ago, at a, but I don't have it anymore. Um, like you'd have, like, I had this really bad cold or flu seven years ago. You know, do you still feel seven years later? Like you have that flu or cold? No. I mean, it's like, it was something in the past. So that's, that is exactly how I feel about this. Um, for those who are curious, cause I, I still get a lot of people questioning, you know, do you feel sick more often or how do you feel on a daily basis? Do you have like headaches or do you get sicker when you get like a cold or flu? Like, and I understand all the misunderstandings about that. I know that I would probably ask the same questions. I'm sure I would, um, just because people don't know. And then when you're in this world of it, when people ask you those questions, it's like you just want to bang your head against the wall because you're like, God, I wish everybody just understood this, but they don't. They still don't. So it is what it is. That's why I try to talk about it as much as possible and try to like, you know, change all the myths about it and um, make it so that it's comfortable for people to ask because I don't want people to be afraid of asking about it. Um, you know, that's kind of how it has always been for me. Um, let's see. Oh my God, Ryan, my daughter. So I'll show this on YouTube. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll have the pictures up. Ryan, um, was holding her cat, Ozzy. This is the same damn cat that's bit me and attacked me. Um, and they were going to have a party at her house and they wanted to put Ozzy in an upstairs room where nobody would, there's like two different, um, basically like there's different girls that live upstairs and then Ryan and Joey are downstairs. So one of the girls upstairs was going to have Ozzy in her room while they had the party downstairs just so that he was safe because he doesn't go outside. So Ryan went to bring him upstairs and he was spooked by Bella, um, one of the roommates upstairs and her mom were up there. They didn't mean to scare him, but he saw them and he freaked. And so he launched out of Ryan's arms and in the process, he um, put his nail like right in the armpit of her finger and her thumb meat, you know, that part, that area of your hand. Um, and it just sliced right down the, and the, and if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see these photos. It sliced right down her hand, big, deep cut. And she's like, Oh my God, look at this. So stupid. You know, Ozzy jumped off me or whatever. And I was like, that doesn't look good. You know? And she's like, it'll be fine. It'll just heal up or whatever. So about four days later, she's got this little, it's swollen in the soft part of her thumb, you know, in her hand. And there's a little point and she said it looked like a pimple or something or like there was a splinter or something. So because Ryan is this way, or most people are like this, she likes to dig at things. So she broke it open and started digging with tweezers, trying to get whatever might've been in there out of whatever was there. Well, like, now knowing the whole story, I don't think anything was in there. I think what it was is that her hand was infected and um, from the cat scratch and then it had kind of swollen up over on that side of her, um, the you know, the squishy part of your thumb down below in your hand. And that, uh, I want to say thumb pad, I don't know, but that's not what it is. You know, it's like in your hand right there, that part where your thumb goes, <laughs> not where your thumb goes, 
the, the, you know, the thumb part of your hand. I don't know what you call that. Anyways, it was swollen. So I think it, the infection had worked its way over on that side and then she messed with it and it, it infected it even more. So she goes to doctors on duty, the same place where I was misdiagnosed with HIV. I don't even know why we're still going to this place. We need to have like regular PCPs, uh, primary care physicians. So anyways, she goes there. Um, the guy says, okay, well, we're either going to, um, I'm either going to numb it up and dig around and try to find what's in there or, and I don't think she told him like about the cat scratch. And at that point, the cat scratch had kind of healed up. So, um, I don't know, obviously he didn't like think it had anything to do with that. So he told her it was going to be that God, both options were just shit. I can't remember what the other one was, but it was either numb it up and dig around and try to get it out. I can't remember. There was something else, but it wasn't a great option. It was something that was either one were they were both going to be painful. So she chose to let him, you know, do this. So she said the shots going in, it was three shots to numb her hand up were the worst pain she's ever felt. Granted, Ryan has a tattoo on her solar plexus right here. This is apparently the most painful spot to get a tattoo. Um, she has a son there. I sat there while she got that night. She squeezed my hand and it was like the most pain she's ever been in. She said this hurt more than that tattoo. She said she could feel all three shots. And then he takes a scalpel and he's digging around in her hand. So she calls me after the procedure and I was at work and she's crying like she's hysterical basically. And she sends me a picture of it. It looks like he performs some kind of like, you know, I don't know, like a uh, surgery from like the olden days on her hand and wasn't prepared to like, I, I don't know, bandage it up correctly or whatever. He, so he put something on it to like make the blood stop because it was gushing blood after whatever. He didn't find anything, by the way. He thought he saw a fiber. That's what he told her, but there was nothing there. Anyway, so he put some stuff with a Q-tip in the wound to make it stop bleeding, to cauterize it, so, you know, so to speak. So, but it turned it black. I mean, it was black. So I'm like, as a mother, I'm like, what the fuck did this guy do to my daughter's hand? So I'm like, okay, well, he gave her an antibiotic for staff. And ironically, Owen's football team has had staff going around at the school or on the football team. And he had a, a, an, a thing on his arm that looked like staff. The, the, the um, football nurse thought it was staff on Owen's arm. And it was just a mosquito bite that had turned into like the size of a quarter. I'm like, that has to be staff. We also took him there for that. That doctor who saw him was a different doctor. Didn't think it was staff. Even with knowing staff was going around on the football team and that um, he had this little mosquito bite that had turned into like more like a half dollar of an open wound that was bubbling. He said, no, it's not staff. It doesn't look like staff. Oh, okay. Well, what the, what is that? Anyways, he prescribes antibiotics for Owen to just appease me, but that had happened. Um, I don't know. It was like three or four days before and they hadn't really even seen each other, Ryan and Owen. So there, how was she going to get staff from him? But staff could be possible anyways, cause it's around. So he treats her for staff. Um, two days later, her thumb looks so bad. It has swollen up. It's so red and pink and angry looking. And now the spot where he'd cut into is like a perfect black, like the size of a penny, a black spot on her hand. Her thumb looks like it's going to explode basically. Um, so I take her to the emergency. 
thinking that they are going to like amputate her, like her thumb, or I, I'm not sure what the hell they're going to do, but um, we, I take her there. She's crying. You know, I had to leave work. It was a Friday. I, and I said, let's just go. So we go. And of course the emergency is packed. It, there's people waiting outside of the waiting room. There's like nowhere to eat. It's standing room only. It's like, oh my God. But I can't believe it. We were seen in like just about two hours. It was crazy. I mean, even the intake part took almost 45 minutes before they even like it did the intake to find out why we were there, which I'm like, that was a bad sign. But then we were seen like 15 minutes after that. So anyways, they take a look at it. That guy's pushing on it. I mean, Ryan's like quietly crying while this guy's pushing on it. And he said, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we'll just treat it for MRSA just in case, you know, and she doesn't even know what MRSA is. I'm like, it's another bacteria basically. So he, and I'm thinking, don't you need to like put her on a, like a IV antibiotic, like, or give her like a shot or I mean something because it's getting worse. You know, they do not seem concerned at all. And then the other part of it is, is that the pain level is insane. Like this is making her like nail hurt. It's so painful. And, um, I asked, you know, can you give her anything for the pain? I mean, she's like, you could see it looked so bad. Like the girl was in excruciating pain. Um, ibuprofen, Tylenol, that's, you know, back and forth every four hours. It's, you know, because of the op opioid crisis, they don't prescribe hydrocodone for anything anymore unless you have surgery. That's it. Like, so nothing. It's like you go home and you do Tylenol. That's it. Um, and unfortunately she had put it, she had been putting it in ice and they said, you really need to elevate it and use heat. Heat will help it heal. So those were two things that she had done wrong. She'd had it down low and had it in ice. So that probably made it a little bit worse before we, we went in. Anyway, I thank God had some leftover ibuprofen, not ibuprofen, hydrocodone from past surgeries. And, um, I mean, I, you stockpile it just in case, I mean, because you can't get it anymore. And I mean, I literally have probably 17 left to my name. So I gave her two of those and I just said, take them sparingly, break them in half, take them with Tylenol, you know, or whatever. So she did that, which helped her get through the next couple days. And it finally started to heal. Thank God. I'm right now. Her hand looks like it has been burned in a fire and it's like the new skin that's healing. I mean, it really doesn't look normal yet, but it's all pink. Thank God. So the black thing came off. That was really upsetting. So my poor Ryan, um, with her. I mean, it was probably MRSA. I mean, I really, I don't even know. I mean, they treated her for, for staff and MRSA, but it, it is better now. So thank God that's all good. And, um, but yeah, scary, scary kind of thing. I really did wonder if they were going to need to like do like a deeper surgery. And I was worried about her bone getting infected, but no, they were, they were worried. They were like so unalarmed by it. I'm like, do you see what I see? Cause it looks like shit anyway. Okay. Um, Joey and I went to a concert, you know, we had gone to the lost boys concert at, um, the Scotts Valley art and wine festival. Well, Capitola had their art and wine festival, which was super fun. I mean, it was kind of just the same old thing. You just have to buy tokens. And then we really wanted to like have a bit of a buzz and they were about to close down their booths at like 530, I think it was, or 545. And we bought a glass and tokens at 530. So we went around to like three different booths and just downed a bunch of two ounces of wine. Uh, like, I don't even know, like maybe we did eight ounces altogether or something. And we just kept taking turns downing it because we only had 15 more minutes to like buy uh, the wine, because they were going to close up all the shops. So we 
we got our wine down and then we watched um james durbin and his band um the lost boys they're so much fun they play cover songs and they did all the same songs that they did at the scotts valley art and wine festival so at one point and i had taken uh half of an edible also so i was having a great time but at one point, I kind of see out of the corner of my eye that Joey's dancing with this, with this woman who's like my age. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess a MILF. I mean, I don't want to do anything with her. But yeah, I mean, she was definitely my age. She definitely had like the Botox and the lip filler and like the, <laughs> the, the bright pink lipstick. I'm going to have, if you're on YouTube, this is the video of them dancing. I literally, out of the corner of my eye, was pretending this wasn't happening. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if she needed me to save her or what, but apparently this lady had like grabbed her ass. And Joey said to me after, because um, when it was over, the one, well, I had had a hoodie on and I had had sunglasses on and I kind of, the lady couldn't really see my face. So she thought I was just a friend of Joey's. She didn't realize I was her mother. And uh, when the show was over, you know, she was still kind of hanging around and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm her mom. <laughs> like, mm -hmm, we're going to go now. Um, yeah. Can you get away from my daughter, please? It was, uh, yeah, a little weird. And the same thing had happened at the um, Scotts Valley Art and Wine Festival. Joey um, had another woman that was dancing with her. <laughs> yeah, you know, ladies get excited and I don't know, Joey's fun. So yeah, Joey got hit on by a MILF at both of the art and wine festivals, a very drunk MILF. Um, okay. Speaking of bands, um, Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth died on Monday, September 4th of liver failure. Um, it's very sad. He, um, has a song, um, obviously, um, um what is the song i've got walking on the sun in my head um all-star um all-star everybody knows this song i mean this is like an epic song that everyone knows and um it's sad he's uh he he grew up in santa clara apparently um which is just a hop skip and a jump from where i went to college in san jose I dated a boy from, I shouldn't say a boy, I mean, he's 24 at the time. Um, my boyfriend, Bill, went to Prospect High School in Campbell, and I'm still friends with a friend of his from high school. We're Facebook friends. Um, Kevin Temple, shout out if you listen to this. I don't know if you do. But I, Kevin had told me that Steve, I'm pretty sure that Steve had gone to um, Prospect. So maybe he was born in Santa Clara, but had moved to Campbell at some point, which isn't unreasonable. It's very close by. But um yeah, apparently Steve Harwell had gone to my ex-boyfriend's um, high school. So, which is kind of like, I mean, that's sort of badass. I mean, see, it's it's getting dark in here. I got to readjust the light. Let's see if this helps. Now you can see the light. I don't want you to see the light, but I feel like it's getting too dark in here. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, every time we see them play or we had seen them play at the boardwalk, it was kind of cool thinking like, wow, that's like a local guy that got really famous and put out a song that, you know, everyone will remember forever. Um, so uh, ironically, it is pretty ironic. So back in 2014, when Owen was, or was it 2013? I think it was 2013. Owen had just turned seven. Okay, so we went to go see Smash Mouth at, in Santa Cruz at the boardwalk. They used to do free... Well, I still think they do free concerts, but they're just not putting any good bands out there anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, Everclear played the last time they played, and these are free concerts. So Smash Mouth had played, and um, 
it was, you know, we had our spot on the beach, we had our chairs and the sun was out and Owen wanted to go ride. Um, I think it was the something shot. I can't remember the freaking name of the ride. It's the one that they slingshot or something. You know what I'm talking about. If you know the boardwalk, it's the one that they, uh, it shoots you up in this, you know, you're sitting in a seat and you all shoot up and then you drop down and then it bounce up and then you go down. So he loves that ride. Right. And it's right there where everybody's sitting on the beach. Like that ride is basically right there. So I said, I mean, I know he was only seven, but he's a tall seven and he was a heavier seven. I don't know. I, you know, I don't think we knew much about trafficking and stuff like that back in 2013. We didn't. And I wasn't even concerned because it's like the boardwalk's safe. We're right here. He knows how to get on a ride. And I told him, go for it, go on the ride if you want while we're waiting. So apparently he went on it like three or four times. And, um, by the time he was going to make his way back, um, it had gotten dark and everybody had stood up and Owen couldn't find us, and I couldn't find him. It was a mob scene. If you know, if you've seen Smash Mouth at the Boardwalk during their summer concert series, Smash Mouth is probably the last band to play. It's like a big draw, like everybody waits to the end of summer to see them. So anyways, um, all of a sudden, Steve Harwell makes an announcement. <laughs> they're starting Walking on the Sun, and all of a sudden it kind of goes to this interlude where they're just kind of not singing, but they're just sort of playing the melody of the song. And I'm going to play the clip of, uh, because we ha it's on YouTube, of Steve Harwell trying to get Owen's mom's attention, but he called him Warmerdale because it was probably just loud. He couldn't hear that his name was actually Warmerdam. Um, Owen was on the stage. At security had brought him up there, so Steve wanted to make an announcement. And um, I, this is the ironic part, is that he called out Owen's parents or parents for drinking too much and not taking good care of their kids, which is actually not at all what was going on. I hadn't had any alcohol at all. Um, I had just let my kid because I knew he was responsible. I knew he wanted to go on that ride and I didn't, I didn't want to lose my spot. So I let him go on that ride alone. Um, but anyways, it was kind of, yeah, like Steve kind of called me out for, um, being a bad parent anyway. Um, and I, and you know, he died of liver failure. Like that more than likely that was from his drinking issues. Obviously he was an alcoholic. So, um, so Owen's on the stage. Here's the clip. If you're on YouTube, here's the clip. Okay, so that will forever be like in Owen's memory of being on the stage. He remembers it completely. He thought that 
they had given him something. I know the guitar player gave him a pick. Oh, they put a little pass around his neck. I think he got like a backstage pass. But I did make it to the side of the stage. I'm like, that's my kid. That's my kid. Um, if you know the boardwalk, there's stairs that go from the beach up to the boardwalk. And I was like on the top of those stairs when he made this announcement. And I was like, it's my kid. And I'm like waving my arms. But it was too dark. He couldn't see me yelling. So I just pushed my way through the crowd, made it down to security. And I pointed. I said, that he's mine. So I like, they brought him down to me. I didn't get to go onto the stage or anything but anyways that's my um that's my story about steve harwell and yeah steve rest in peace um no hard feelings and um we will always love you for your contributions to pop music and just music in general so and thanks for giving my kid a cool story um okay moving on um Let's see. Oh, the person that I went to the concert with, the one with the lights and the acid. Um, we have a future date coming up um, in October. He's going to be down. So we've set this up and we're going to see each other. Um, I believe it's like October 6th or 7th. I can't remember. Um, so we are going to hang out. And, you know, like I said, he's got the HIV too. So it's like incredibly liberating to be with a guy that, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to push him to tell me how he got it or how he thinks he might have gotten it. I mean, it's, yeah, that's not going to be my, I'm not worried about it because it doesn't matter. He has it. And when he's with me, he's super hetero. So I don't, you know, if he did something with a dude when he was high on something, then oh well, so be it. But um, yeah, he's, he's really, he's really sexy and I can't wait to get my hands on him again. Anyway. Um, so yeah. And there, like I was telling my girlfriend, there's something so liberating about the fact that he has it and I have it and like, okay, yeah, you could be with somebody who doesn't have it and they're fine with it, but it's still like you don't want to like be bringing it up, you know, like let's talk about the HIV, like especially when you're intimate, like that's kind of the last thing you want to talk about. But with him, it's totally fine. I mean, it's 100% fine and still so crazy that we had met originally through Tinder, then didn't meet because he was afraid of me, basically. Then he ends up with it. And now we're hanging out. Like, it is really crazy. I know I remember being just like so enamored with his photos on Tinder because I was like, oh my God, his body is amazing. And it is like I, these, his shoulders are just like the muscles. Why are muscles, why do they have this like effect on me? I swear, or most women, I guess. But yeah, the muscles, oh my God. I can't wait to be close to the muscles again. So amazing. Anyway, um, so that's coming up. That's fun. Um, and the coach, I know some people are like a fan of his. He wrote to me recently, like this last week, and he said that, he said, you came up at my doctor's office. And I was like, <laughs> my, Dr. Grio? And he wrote back, yes, with a smiley face. And I said, Oh, I bet it was about, because my dentist knows about uh, my son. Well, his kids play basketball. So he knows about my kid's last name and his involvement with basketball and how tall he is now and all of that. So uh, somehow, obviously, this came up because he is the coach does basketball, right? So um, yeah. So anyways, I said, oh, I bet that's why the conversation came up in some way. And he goes, yeah, and his really tall mom. And then he put like the hard eyes emoji. And I was like, Oh, I said, does he know that you know me intimately? And he said, well, we talked about your tattoos. 
especially your specifically your um your cherry blossom tattoo i said oh i said well he doesn't know about my cherry blossom tattoo and he goes no but i do <laughs> and i said oh yeah okay so i guess he alluded to the dentist that he had that he knows me more than just friends and then he said something about how we should revisit this and um and that it's getting colder and it's like snuggling weather. And so we tried to figure out a day to see each other, like either yesterday or today. No, Friday or Saturday, but both of our nights were not going to work out. So he just wrote soon. And yeah, so I might see him soon. We'll see. I mean, if nothing else, it's really nice to snuggle with him. He's a great snuggler, like really, really nice. So yeah, there's that. And also the 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 guy that I saw the concert with the HIV and the tattoos and all that yeah he may be moving back to this area he is living in Tacoma at the wash at the at the Washington at the moment um, he has a tattoo studio on Cannery Row in Monterey so he's no schlub like he's got like a legit business and his art is like unreal like he is an, an amazing tattoo artist i mean he always does usually big pieces like full arms and backs and butts and everything and um it, someone was saying you should get a tattoo by him but i like i don't want anything crazy big like that he can do faces and i mean his stuff is really really good like it's uh, and i even said something to him about that um about you must have been like a sketch artist before you were a tattoo artist and i bet like you must be super talented with drawing and he played that down i like that was his opportunity to completely brag and he didn't he was like no and, like his tattooing's different and he goes it's just a it's a he didn't say it's a yeah he said it's a skill i think but it can be taught basically is what he said which i was like wow that's so um humble of him and i really it was obviously very attractive that he didn't like take that moment to like brag he didn't at all and i was like oh i like that so anyways um yeah there's a chance he might be moving back to this area he said he kind of wants to before the weather starts getting bad in tacoma so i don't know where the what's going to happen with this whole thing we shall see i would say in general i see like probably us being too different to have any kind of like real relationship i would say but I mean, our lives are kind of different. So, um, I mean, he's into the festival life and stuff like that. I mean, he does have a legit business and he runs it and he like, he hustles, man. I mean, I know he makes money. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see. Personality types might be, we might just be too different too. So, but I mean, as far as like just hanging out and having fun and chilling, like I'm super good with that. Okay. Um, my last story here today is about, um, um, a video that Joey had received last weekend and she showed it to me and it was of a woman in Santa Cruz on the side of the freeway yelling and swearing at the man who was filming her and they had just had a fender bender on the freeway. And I said, Oh my God, that's Carol. And I mean, the F bombs, I will play the video. You guys will get to see it. The F bombs are like intense. She was completely unhinged and he's filming her. This is in broad daylight. And I say to Joey, that's 
Carol. So, okay, I've subbed for the district since 2008. That's like 15 years. I think I've known her almost this entire time. She's like probably in her early 70s, never married, no kids. She's like a cat lady. She does pet sitting on the side. Um, she's been a substitute teacher for our district probably the whole time. And like last year, she was at Watsonville High for the whole year doing a long-term sub job as an English teacher. Um, currently, she was at a junior high um, doing a long-term position. And I was like, oh God, you know, so Joey writes back right away to the person that sent this to her. Uh, and she says, oh my God, my mom knows her. She works with her at the district. So I was like, oh God, I wonder if that's going to end up getting her in trouble. So Sunday goes by, Monday goes by and a letter comes through the district that everybody gets. Everybody got this letter, parents, teachers, every staff member. I mean, our district's huge. Um, and it's from the superintendent of schools. And it says that about tolerating racism, because in this video, she said, you something, you stupid little Mexican. Um, and I should preface this by saying that our community is made up like 99% Hispanic, Latino, Latina. I mean, that's, that's who we take care of. This is the, these are the, the students that I see on a daily basis. These are the kids that I um, educate like on a daily basis. This is my community. It's where I live too. Um, as well as her. And these are the kids that she's been serving for the last, I don't even know how many years, but she was very racist in this video, sadly. Um, so a letter came out from, I think it's Marty Shuckman. He's like the um, interim superintendent of schools at the moment. We don't have a superintendent, but he's filling in right now until they find a permanent replacement because Michelle Rodriguez left us. She went to Stockton. Anyway, he um, basically it was a letter saying that how we don't tolerate racism and that a video that has gone around on social media is being looked into. Okay. By Monday, <laughs> that, well, that was the same day, Monday. So I get that letter. So I go, I'm, I'm, I'm at the after school program at my school and I think, oh my God, this is about that video. Holy crap. So I just think that this person who had it submitted it to the school and the, the district and told them this is what happened over the weekend. And this woman yelled at me or whatever. And I'm thinking that was, you know, they probably saw it and thought, oh, we know her or whatever. Or maybe that this person who got the message back from Joey said, hey, she works for the school district. So they brought it to the school district and blah, blah, blah. Now, <laughs> I go into the after-school office and there's three women in there that I work with. And I say, I've got some chisma for you guys, which if you don't know in Spanish, that just means dirt, gossip, tea. And I, they, and so I said, there is a video and Denise stops me. Um, this Denise, I work for Denise at the after-school program. And she goes, oh, that video went viral. It has like over a million views. I'm like, what? So there's a YouTuber who's got like 385,000 followers. He took that video and put it on his YouTube channel. I think currently it's got like 1.8 million, 1.9 million. And he said something about racist teacher ends up being like this guy's, well, it says that the, it, that basically that the guy who filmed it, that he was, uh, that she was a teacher of his. And so he went to Watsonville high. So he more than likely had had her at some point as a teacher, but she didn't recognize him or remember him or whatever. And I don't even know that he was a student there anymore. But anyways, so it wasn't me that caused the problem. It was that it was figured out pretty quickly who she was and um, 
because this guy had gone to Watsonville High also. So anyways, I guess the parents, Denise was telling me the parents were going to protest if they didn't get rid of her. So they fired her. They fired her. Of course. I mean, I don't know how she could go back um, to the district. Um, well, here, let me just play the video. Here's the video. If you're on YouTube, you're going to get to see the actual video. Um, if you're just on my, um, my, uh, podcast, this is the audio for it. I mean, right? It's pretty bad. It's pretty, pretty bad. And the sad thing is, is that this job working as a sub is, well, it's her bread and butter. Like this is how she survives. And I know that she's always short on cash because she owes for student funds. I guess she's, I don't know if she had, I guess she'd gone back to school to become a teacher or get her master's or something. I don't know. But I know she'd always was talking about like student funds and stuff like that. Um, you would think with the way that she's talking that she's like a fan of Trump's. She's not. I know that for sure. She is very anti-Trump. She hates him to the core. Um, so it's confusing to me. Like she came off to me during COVID as an extreme liberal. So I'm surprised at how she's speaking about the community that she's been serving for so many years. It's really, really shocking and sad. And to know that this is how she truly felt deep down about the kids that she sees is, it is, it's really just, the whole thing is so sad and how goddamn embarrassing. Oh my God. Like you're, you, you absolutely blew it a hundred percent. You have to know today that if somebody's filming you, that's going to show up somewhere. I mean, I don't even know if she's aware that it's been seen almost 2 million times. And then that was just YouTube. It's also all over TikTok too. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything will calm down and, you know, she, hopefully people will just forget about her if they see her in public and won't remember her or whatever, but she can't work in this district anymore. Probably can't work in the district next to us, which is Santa Cruz County. Um, I don't even know if she can go to Salinas or Monterey County. People might recognize her from the video. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's time for her to get a desk job somewhere. And hopefully this video won't follow her everywhere she goes, but it was very unfortunate in every way for her to speak that way to him. Um, and for it to go viral, but I mean, shit happens, you know, it's kind of crazy. Cause like it made me nervous in a way, cause I do this podcast and so far, and I do TikToks, and, you know, I do YouTube and so far, nothing has ever come up for anything that I've done. I mean, I've never, you know, said anything bad about anybody or whatever in that way, like, you know, where I'm not, I'm not being a racist or whatever, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that none of my social media has, um, come back to bite me in the ass, um, while working for the school district. I'm so grateful. And I do try to be really careful, but, um, you know, I 
I spill my beans on here a lot, but I guess it's just <laughs> not enough people watch or care to um, to say anything. I bet there's probably not even one student in the whole district that even listens to my podcast. So anyways, um, so yeah, I'm going to keep everything on the up and up. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to lose my job. I really do love working for the district and um, I'm very lucky and grateful for my my jobs that I have. So, um, so that's it for this week. I'm going to cut this one off now. And, um, yeah, I've got to go pick up my son at the boardwalk in a little while. Um, in a little while, Ryan is actually downstairs sleeping on the couch. I told her to just, if you could, I'm going to show you guys Finn. If you're on my YouTube channel, this is kind of cute. He's over on the bed sleeping. So that's the rest of the, this is kind of this little, I have this thing here, but that's, I don't know if that's going to show up as backwards. I don't know. So this is the whole thing. It's like my... Oh, I'm caught on the microphone. Okay. Um, for those of you on YouTube, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more of a tour. So it's just my computer here and then my plants and then the backdrop. And this has like special pictures of mine, me and my brother when we were little, which is kind of cute. Me naked. I never wore a bathing suit when I was little. I hated it. Um, here's Joey. She was a baby, two years old maybe. That was right before I was pregnant with Ryan there. Here's Owen, when he was like six, doing junior guards. And here is, sorry if you're on my podcast and you can't see this, here's Ryan when she's about three. So, got my kids on there and my Freddie Mercury and I might get a, I might get a, um, I don't know, might get a somebody from the 49ers. I'm trying to figure out who's my favorite player at the moment. Purdy, McCaffrey, Probably Bosa, because he's just so damn sexy. Um, or Ayuk, or who else? Kittle. I mean, I might just get a Kittle doll. I don't know. We'll see. They're not showing up as much as I wanted them to. Okay, that's it, guys. I'm going to head on out, and um, you guys have a great week. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.